Now, y'all know we love to support our Black-owned businesses. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners is the only 100% Black-owned company in the sanitary napkin space. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners are infused with the Nobel Prize-winning material, Great Bean. Rain products are designed to keep women comfortable and dry with their super absorbent system. And best of all, y'all, all Rain products are $6 to purchase. You heard me, $6. All you need to do is head over to www.rainpads.com and you can also visit jfmj.org to get more information on their educational and awareness campaigns. Shop on. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. I... I've been having a rough couple of weeks, so I'm just trying to survive. Life, That's life good. sometimes, and yeah, you just be trying to, you know, manage. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to do right now. Fair. I feel like that's fair, and I think it's, you know, natural to have that in so, at some valleys, point in life. Right, yeah. peaks and valleys. Yeah. I'm in a valley right now. It won't be forever. Exactly. And that's the good thing is like knowing that it won't be forever. You know, but yeah. that's all for me. Um, my week. Um, I feel like I don't remember much of my week. I've been on so many apartment tours this week. I, like I, I told Shanae before we started recording, I got to take a break because like some of them are starting to run together. So like I got pamphlets from all these places and like I literally am just going to throw away the ones that I'm not interested in anymore. So that I could just have the ones that, like, I'm still pondering over. So that, hopefully, I think within the next two weeks, I just want to make a decision and move forward. Because it's getting exhausting. Um, so, yeah, that was most of my week. I, I don't think I did nothing else. Nope, I think. <laughs> oh, no, I went. I'm stupid. I went to a 30th, a surprise 30th birthday party yesterday um, for my brother's god sister. That was fun. Um... Because her birthday's not till December, so she was, like, very much so surprised. Right. Because, like, part of it is that her parents want to send her on a trip for her birthday. So, instead of gifts, they just ask for people to give money to contribute to her trip. So, now she can plan her trip, COVID-allowing, right. um, for her actual 30th birthday. So, that was fun. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much my week, for the most part. Nothing too spectacular. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to briefly talk before I do my Bravo moment, Bravo moment, which actually will be pretty brief. Mm. I always say that, but this time it will be. <laughs> I just want to talk about um, Steve Blue's Clues. Uh, I'm like Steve. <laughs> Did you watch Blue's Clues? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes we do. You know, we talk, and you be like, "I ain't do that." I ain't. <laughs> so I no, had to check. Yeah. No, I did. De- I definitely. So, this Sang last the male week, song. <laughs> Steve, our Steve, mm-hmm. came back into our lives. 
to, for their twenty fifth anniversary to give a message mm-hmm. to the the gang it started with. Mm-hmm. And I actually did get emotional. Like I got a little misty. I was like, oh wow. Like mm-hmm. if you really think about it, I love Blue's Clues so much. Oh yeah. Watch it paprika, every day. That was that. a moment when they had <laughs> when Salt Pepper had Paprika. Yes, yes. All of it. Like, I loved <laughs> mm-hmm. Blue's Clues so much. And then he left. Yeah. And it did feel a rough. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I'm like, who the hell is Joe? I, I think I And I watched watching. a few episodes with Joe. Yeah. But I, I wasn't feeling it. Nope. Same. And that was the last of the Blue's Clues for yep. me. I, had to I didn't on. even know it was still on. But I didn't know it was a person after Joe. And then there's another guy. I didn't even know I don't that. even know his name. Me. He's an Asian, an Asian man. <laughs> right. Shout out to him. But I don't know who Joe, you are, sir. I was done. Joe, I was like, who's this man? <laughs> and he just wasn't hitting it right. No. Not the male song. He wasn't drawing I mean, like... Mm-mm. None of it. I was like, oh, this is ghetto. <laughs> and so, you know, mm-hmm. he went to college, and right. that was the last year of a song. But it was a rumor when we were younger that he went to rehab. <laughs> I don't know why they made Steve some crackhead. So I seriously thought he was I thought he was a crackhead. Whatever. He had, just had a touching message. Mm-hmm. That hit on moments that a lot of us have experienced and mm-hmm. are all experiencing. Yep. And I just want to say shout out to us. Yeah. And also the internet, because y'all are funny. <laughs> Between half of y'all being sad, mm-hmm. other half of y'all being mad that it took him this long to come back. <laughs> y'all yeah. have made me laugh all mm-hmm. week. Some of the stuff where it's like, we are not well, Steve. <clears throat> I don't look that great. I haven't slept in three days, but thank you. <laughs> All of those responses. One girl was like, this is the only man that's ever given me closure. Oh, <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was hilarious. And then some people was like, I was outside. I wasn't watching Blue Girl. Oh, like, I was outside, mouth. too. First like, of all, okay, because there was a tweet thread that <laughs> it was so funny. Mm-hmm. He was like, wow, all y'all really, y'all really was watching Blue's Clues like that? When I tell you the people was going after him, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> Like, like you should have just said. Okay, when I tell you, the girls, <laughs> the tweets were so funny. Like the mm-hmm. one tweet was like, "You had to shut up before I throw my thinking chair at you." Oh like it, I mean, they were going in, Mm-mm. in, in, in on him. My whole thing missed. is this: in moments like that, mm-hmm. if you didn't participate, I'm like, why do you, why do you always feel the need to like Say be that type of person? Right. If Blue's Clues, you don't remember Blue's Clues being a big deal to you, whatever. And that's fine because that's we all fine. have different childhood. What's the point of having, why can't people just have a moment, people laughing or whatever? Why you got to be, eh, I was outside, like, suck, suck my balls, okay? Right. Yeah. Guess what? We're still poor, mm-hmm. both of us. So who cares that you was outside and I was inside? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're still in a pandemic, brother. Right. Who cares? We're all struggling. <laughs> still in a pandemic. You know what I'm saying, yeah, though? Like, yeah. we're all struggling. Yeah. So what, you were outside? Supposedly more. Not right. really, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. N- anyway, I just wanted to say thank you, Steve, for that message. I mm. did appreciate that moment of nostalgia. I want to, like, Loki... Uh, Loki wanted to watch, like, an old episode of Blue's Clues just oh, to feel yeah. it. Nostalgia. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. And then you know what else was weird? Because, you know, the 9-11 20th anniversary was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was talking to me about it because he was in Canada at the time. Oh. I didn't, re- I didn't even remember I was that. Like, I wonder what that experience And he was like, like they, I mean, they're planning to come back literally the next day. Uh, and obviously, all the planes were grounded. Yeah. They didn't get back to like four days later. Wow. Um, and then... The DMV area was still grounded, mm-hmm. so he had to. They flew like all over the place to get to like Dallas, mm. and had to rent a car to drive because wow. BWI was still closed. Yeah. Um, the other DC DCA was still closed. Mm-hmm. All like the northern uh, airports were still closed, even when the other ones were opening up. And I didn't realize that we were young. Yeah. But the one thing about nine eleven, I didn't realize because I was watching some of that documentary, which was just. Ugh. Yeah. And look, for the and for me and my perspective, I think the whole thing is bad. Mm-hmm. 9-11, that stupid war. I don't I'm not just talking about the Americans, the whole thing mm-hmm. is disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. I wanna put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of law lo- a lot of lives lost unnecessarily. Agreed. But we could you know, <laughs> but I'll leave that be. Yes. <laughs> but the one thing I remember and I saw a TikTok about it. It was like, why was everyone letting us kids watch so much of that footage? That's true. And it really made me pause for me because I remember being so confused. So I kept watching the news because I kept wanting to understand. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I remember vividly was watching people jump to their death. Yeah. Now, how old were we? We were in fourth grade, so I don't know. Eight, nine? nine? Yeah. Why am I on a loop? Watching people jump from their death. Yeah. And that is what I remember. You tell yeah. me, what do I remember from Nylon? I do remember, um, you know, they tell us to get our stuff. We was in the cafeteria. My mom came pick me up. Mm-hmm. She was explaining to me. I didn't quite get it. But what I vividly remember was what, nine years old, repeatedly watching these clips of people jumping to their death. Because, mm-hmm. well, like, and I was talking about this earlier, because I don't think I ever, I don't think I had mentioned this to my parents. I don't know why. But, like, because we, you know how in elementary school you have specials or whatever. And so this day, I was in the library. Me too! That's wild. Shut your mouth. I was in the library. <laughs> so wild. Shut your mouth! And, y'all, at this point, Shanae and I didn't know each other, so. We went to wild. two separate schools. <laughs> You're wild. I was literally on a computer playing on PowerPoint. Whew. So, our librarian at the time, her daughter lived in New York. So when she heard about the first tower, I think anything about caring for other people's children went out of her mind, understandably. She turned the TV and we watched the second building go down because she was like freaking freaking out because she was worried about her daughter. And like, I don't blame her, honestly, because like we were all safe. Like, so it's like I understand her at that moment forgetting that she watching 20 kids and she just. Watching TV, she's, like, calling. She was on the phone. And that's what I remember in that moment. Then we, like, got sent to homeroom, and my aunt picked me up and things like that. But I was just, like, we saw the second building go down. We watched it in real time when nobody knew what was happening, just confused on, like, you just what's watching, going on. like, why is this happening? What mm-hmm. is this? And then my brother was very fascinated with it. He, like, bought books about 9-11, everything. He was very fascinated with it. I didn't want to watch it. I was tired of watching it. If it was on the TV, I would leave the room because I did not like that it kept playing everywhere. The thing about me is I didn't like it either, but I had such a desire couldn't. to understand. Yeah, yeah. And I 
couldn't I just didn't grasp the why even mm-hmm. when my mother explained like I just didn't understand yeah so I just kept watching stuff to try to get clarity but at nine I just wasn't going to mm-hmm. and so for me I feel like I like punish myself mm-hmm. because if someone says what do you think about 9-11 my first thought is I watched people jump to their death yeah. over and over and over again yeah. for weeks yeah and we were supposed to go to New York that weekend to see Lion King on Broadway and my mother asked if we still wanted to go and I said no so we didn't go and Broadway gave us refunds and, like, the people, because it was, like, a bus trip, the people that still went, they said that theater was so empty that they literally was, like, y'all can sit wherever y'all want. I mean, that was, you weren't, I mean, people were so afraid to do everything at that Right, point. and the theater was pretty big, so, like, right. and you then didn't want to go to big buildings because you were just scared. And then I feel bad for um, people of, like, Muslim faith. They were mm. attacked. They were harassed. Mm-hmm. They were just so many... Disgusting things. It still happens. That's yeah. why I said I don't like none of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like what happened, and I don't like the aftermath. I don't. I feel like so many lives lost. Mm-hmm. They were unnecessary. So many people attacked and discriminated against. Yeah. I don't like none of it. Right. And like how much? I I think a lot of people, especially people younger than us, don't realize how many things are different because of that. Like just traveling alone is very different like all of the security measures that are in place weren't there and now planes like the cockpits lock now Mm -hmm. like they made so many changes because of what happened Mm -hmm. and if you remember because i remember feeling a difference the next time i got on a plane because i was like what the like we ain't have to do all of this we ain't have to do all this and I remember I went to feeling see my dad fly off so many times before that. Everything changed. Yeah. Like you couldn't And I still kinda miss that. Right. You couldn't be you had to buy a ticket. You had like so much has changed mm-hmm. for flights that Gen Z is not aware of because yeah. they've only known this way. But it was much more open. Yeah. And it was much more lenient. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that changed. Yeah. Um, I remember my first flight after that, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, cause you just was just like, paranoid. what if, what if? To this day, I still try to figure out who the fire marshal is on every flight. <laughs> to this day, because since they're allegedly always around, I st- I be trying to figure it out, and I think it's like a result of like, okay, who gonna take care of us if something pop up? Like I always just try to figure out to this day who that person is. Right. But yeah, wild. It's very, yeah, it's. We have, especially our generation, and very integral parts of our lives, our have trauma. lived through so many things. Trauma. 9-11, recession, pandemic. Like, can we catch a break? No. <laughs> no. We've been beat up since we've been born. Oh, God. Please. Can my 30s go smoothly? But you know how for millennials, for every generation, they're like defining moments. Yeah, that's true. And like 9-11 is the top one for us. Mm -hmm. There's some other things. The housing crisis is. Part of it is like when MLK was assassinated and things like that. So, yeah. Every generation have defining moments that that define them as a generation, right? Mm -hmm. Boomers, Gen X. It'll be the same for Gen Z. I'm sure the pandemic will be big for them, right? big, very big. So for us, 9-11 is one of them. Mm -hmm. And the housing crisis in 2008 is one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's a few other ones I can't... uh, Like the digital social media age was one for us. Because like, unlike Gen Z, we had a good portion of life before. 
that was a part of what defined us. There's, mm-hmm. a t- I think, two other ones that were, like, big. But it's also interesting, guys. If you don't... Trump. Wow. Like, we don't experience so much shit. I will say, if you haven't <laughs> looked into, like, defining moments for the generation, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to look into. Yeah. Because I know we get tired of the stereotypes for all generations, and definitely mm-hmm. for us. As, here's what I do try to tell people. I'm like, for the millennials, I'm like, half the time... Y'all boomers, y'all talking about Gen Z now. Right. The oldest millennial is like 40. Guys, it's not us anymore. When you talk about the young kids, stop. it's literally not us anymore. Right. Yeah. We've aged out of that category. Yeah. Like, it, when I hear about people being born in the 2000s, it's like, Excuse you're me? a child. Like, you're a baby. But there are literally 20-year-olds. 20, yeah, people turn 21 this year crazy to who think were born of. in 2000 oh my jesus who were didn't know what the hell 911 was right. they were one yeah. if that yeah yeah because i think there was a special about um the children of women that were pregnant and like their parents passed away in 911 and like the impact and i i will say those children are very different but it's probably because like they were born into trauma like their mom experienced trauma while carrying them. So their perspective on life by default, to me, is just going to be different. So, Mm -hmm. and I feel like we will definitely have documentaries and stuff like that about people that were pregnant during the pandemic and babies that were born during the pandemic because they were born during a different age. Like, seeing babies going to the grocery store for the first time, like... But even, like, the social aspects of teens and stuff like that, mm-hmm. to think that, like, for we're going on, you, have, you gotta think, like, people have done half their college in, in a pandemic, pandemic. Where, you, where they've been in virtual learning, mm-hmm. some haven't still been on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting. Because I know somebody that was at Dell State that just transferred in state because they just felt like there the was point? no point. And paying out of state tuition. Agreed. Um, even though they was on campus, they just like I'm not. Different. As well, it's not the same. I might as well go. They're back not home. getting the experience we got. Yeah. Even if they're doing, which is sad. Social distancing. But I get it. Like, it's just not. Are real. Like, and so, you know, ten years, twenty years from now, there'll be a whole bunch of documentaries on the pandemic. Yep. Absolutely. And our kids be like, we know, mom. We know you. <laughs> you don't know. You, you don't know. know. This before. You ain't had to worry about six feet. Like, you don't know what it was like. To not wear a mask. You don't know. If somebody came in with a mask, you looked at them crazy. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what I've been through. And um, they will have things of their own. You don't. Yeah, like the world ending. Potentially. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into a Bravo moment. Um... I'm going to talk about Potomac. One thing for Potomac. Okay. I feel like there's so much comparison between Candace and Ashley's behavior. hmm And I do think Ashley has changed now that she's a mom. Mm-hmm. But, this would be an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a mother don't mean I don't get to read you. Just because you're a mom doesn't mean I don't get to talk about you. That's not a Trump card. And I personally feel like that's the card Ashley plays, Mm -hmm. especially when Candace says things about her. Mm. Now, I feel like there's so much footage of Ashley exhibiting the same type of behavior Candace is, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like just because you feel like 
you're in a different space and that was influenced by motherhood, good for you. Yeah. Doesn't mean that now everyone needs to tiptoe around you and mm -hmm. you can't be read for filth. That is how these shows are. Yeah. Y'all go back and forth. Y'all say for. mean things. Y'all, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to make everything about mom shaming, I'm like, that ain't, that's honestly, and I don't really even like Candace like that. And y'all mm. know that. That's not what Candace is doing. Right. She doesn't like you, period. Right. It ain't it got, got nothing, nothing to do, do with you being a mother. If anything, that's the last thing on her mind. Correct. She's going to say mean things to you because she doesn't like you. And she hasn't liked mm. you for a while now. Right. All right. She didn't like you when you was trying to have a baby. And so I feel like this, trying to create this this narrative that Candace is like, mommy, no, 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 mm -hmm. she don't like you. Yeah. And that's all it is. <laughs> and I hate that they're acting like Candace is meaner than Ashley. I'm like, y'all don't, just because Ashley's decided to temper a little bit, mm -hmm. to me, doesn't ignore the years of behavior where she act the same freaking way. Right. You still have to redeem yourself. Like, come on now. So I just feel like a lot of conversation around them two, they're the same. They both have been very messy. Mm -hmm. They both have started stuff. And they both say mean things. They've talked about, they all talk about each other's appearance. They've all talked about each other's relationships. Like, to me, to act like one is worse than the other is crazy. At that point, just say you don't like Candace or just say you don't like Ashley. Right. They're the flip side of the same coin. Mm -hmm. A slightly one could say that about Karen and Giselle. Mm -hmm. And I like Karen more, so I can mm -hmm. just put out my bias. But they slightly do the same thing. Right. They both are holding on to something that is so not even the case. Mm -hmm. And they both talk about each other like a dog. Yeah. The only difference is Karen's reads are like classier, but they're still a read. <laughs> they're still mean. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like nasty, nasty. It's still nasty. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Beverly Hills. Now, I felt like we get the second half of the dinner where Erica was seething. Mm, right. And one thing I want to put out, during that dinner, when she's seething, she's threatened to sue Sutton, right? Yep. And Sutton is like, what you mean? But then it's weird because Erica does this thing where, well, I, I, not me, I wouldn't sue you, but you should be very careful. What? She's kind of alleging that, like, Tom could sue her. Um, and so my question is, why are you worried about Tom? Yeah. Tom is the reason you in this mess. And to me, if that didn't make it clear that something ain't right with that. Because mm -hmm. my thing is this. If you had no idea, wouldn't you be pissed at your husband? Right. <laughs> yeah. you, your money has been taken. Assets have been frozen. And if you had no idea, the fact that this woman is accusing you... And you're kind of saying, be careful, because Tom going to get you? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. If you didn't know nothing about it. To right. be defending Tom, yeah. huh? Yeah. That was weird. That's very true. <laughs> okay. And then, the other thing I want to bring up is the fact that I want to bring up Kyle, because I felt like Kyle turned her back on Sutton. And the stories are saying that, as Erica's rewatching, mm -hmm. she's seeing Kyle's two-facedness and is pissed about it. Mm -hmm. They filmed the reunion over the weekend. I do hope Andy went hard because Andy has a habit of going light on some of the white women. Mm -hmm. I don't like that because he definitely have a problem going hard on the black ones. Right. 
So that's one. He seems to take joy in that. Right. Two, with everything going on, ask the questions you know fans want to know and get real clarity. Mm -hmm. If she's agreeing to be on a reunion, she better not be sent this reunion talking about her attorney said. Because, like, then there was no reason for you to be here. Because you've been talking this entire season. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the fans and Andy should be able to ask you questions based off of the crap you said over this season. Right. So she better not be at that reunion talking about she can't say nothing, okay? because you a waste of TV Because, like, that's annoying. The one thing I did want to talk about, again, with just Kyle being super messy, and I do hope that Erica gives it to her at the reunion, because I feel like Kyle is blaming everyone else, saying that people being two-faced, but she really is. Mm. Because Sutton said her concerns to Erica. Garcelle had her questions to Erica. Mm-hmm. Even Dorit spoke up and said her question to Erica. The only person who's still been chatting and having questions is Kyle. And Kyle has never been honest to me, to Erica, about her concerns and her questions mm-hmm. like the rest of the women are. So I don't like that. Right. And last but not least, you want to talk about someone who hasn't brought nothing to this season? That is Lisa Renna. <laughs> Who, in all her years and messiness, this season, for some reason, she's not doing nothing. She mm-hmm. don't have no questions about Erica. She's not poking around anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way she has harassed women over the years about their personal business and her now just being silent, we all have questions about that. Mm-hmm. And as much as Lisa is trying to say, I'm growing and finally listening, no, you're not. I think there's something there deeper. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Erica is only talking to Lisa right now. She literally won't speak to the other housewives. People are alleging that there's some there's some connection there. We do know Lisa has been disposed by the legal team for questioning. Right. So, we'll see where the reunion is at. But all I have to say is, I'm waiting for Kyle's messiness to be addressed on the show. Because she's literally been like this for years. And it's never brought on a reunion or nothing. And mm. I think it's time... For Kyle to be accountable for the fact that she really be a sneaky snake, worse than the rest of these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has no problem putting her friends in the hot zone to kind of, you know, she's definitely like, throw the rock and hide your hand. Mm. And I don't like that. Yeah. And it's been too many seasons, and it's time for her to be questioned. And that's all for my bra moment. See, that was actually pretty short. <laughs> okay, yeah, we had... Oh, is there anything else that you're watching? Um... Not I, honestly, I don't remember. So I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's um, nothing on my mind. I oh yeah, I talked about clickbait last week. Oh, there's a new season of The Circle that dropped this week. So I've watched the four first four episodes of that that have already dropped. Um, they were cool so far. I don't. Um, necessarily have a proclivity towards anyone yet like I don't have a favorite cast member except like the black girl but it's because she black and a woman so um I don't really think I watched anything outside of that fall tv is on the way like everything is about to come Grey's Anatomy comes back in I know that that needs to stop though well I was just telling my mom I'm like okay last season I feel like was supposed to be the last season but they feel like they had to cover COVID so they didn't wrap up everything they were supposed to wrap up this needs to be and what's her face is coming back who um addison addison right yeah, yeah. like what for what for a check 
I know, but like, there's no story. Like, what yeah, would be why? the reason? Yeah, Derek is gone. Like, what? And all I have to say is, wrap it up. Right. Jackson has left. Like, yes, please. We gotta stop. We gotta so, stop. I really hope um, that this season is the last season, but we'll see. And like, some. Oh, I have been watching Married at First Sight. Um, but like, I heard the one girl is a nutball. Which one? The girl who she woke up and he was gone. Mm. With the dogs, and she just... I've heard that she's a nutty. I think that she probably should have went to therapy before trying to be on the show. But again, this is what I call out the show. Mm-hmm. Unless she was, I guess, really faking the funk mm-hmm. during these interviews. Because I'm like, she sounds like she needs hardcore solo couch time. Yeah. And so I'm like, why y'all set this dude up with this? <laughs> yeah, because she... It, she is still very much dealing with the loss of her father, and it's very evident and how it shows up in her marriage that when she has trouble relying on men the way that she relied on her dad. And so when he did not communicate that he was going to be gone, that for her triggered, like, he's not coming back. Yeah, I've heard quite a few. My friend who, I don't watch it, but she's like, but I have to talk to someone about it. And I'm like, (laughs) but talk to someone who watches it. And she's like... Either way, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> so I get her snippets. Yeah. So, it, it, and it's crazy because outside of what she's still dealing with, they do seem like they would be a wonderful couple. Like, I could absolutely see why they were matched. But she is very much still dealing with that. And she, I really just think she needs therapy. She needs a grief counselor, whatever. All I'm gonna say she is... needs help. The th- from my friend's perspective, I was a dude. I'd be like, "Look, mm-hmm. you gotta figure." You, I, well, that's pretty I mean, much kind of where he is. Cause you gotta, like, you got. I can't do this. He but dealt so much with longer women now. walking out with him in past relationships. So for him, that's a trigger. So like at this point, they just triggering each other. It's, and he already had COVID, so they haven't had as much time together as everyone knows. When they got to the honeymoon, they found out he had COVID. It's time so he was in the room by himself the whole honeymoon. So they haven't had as much bonding time as everybody else. And already dealing with this stuff, like she they, sounds, she, I don't want to call her nutty, so I'll yeah. say, couch time immediately. Yeah, she she needs to work through some couch stuff. time immediately. Um, I honestly don't see most of these couples staying together. I don't. Um, that I just don't. <laughs> like you got uh people that clearly in relationships with people that don't got the same political views as them, and it's just it's. I think they were trying this season to be very inclusive. That's why they have um, the Latinx relationship. They got an Asian relationship. They got a black relationship. Or no, they got two Latin couples, actually. Like, I think they was trying to check boxes. And I would rather have couples that actually seem like they got some potential to last than for y'all to have checked all of these boxes. I would prefer y'all and to do both. And where are the gay relationships? But I would like, prefer you to do both. Yeah. I, I say this show's been on for a long time. They could do both. Yeah. You could do both. Put yeah. in the time and effort to do both. Mm-hmm. And stop being so capitalist and try to pump out these seasons every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Do it right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. So. Anyway. It's very interesting, but yeah, all the shows are about to come back, so it's about to be a lot of TV time on my treadmill <laughs> that I need to get back on. But all right, yeah. question of the week. Um, it was what is your least favorite part about family gatherings? And we had a good amount of answers. 
Um, Thumbelina said the endless question about babies and a husband. It's BTR4 said cleaning up. And Simi Sue responded to her and said, Amen, Saint. Um, Simi Sue also said driving back home. That's my cousin, y'all, and she do live far. <laughs> That's why we were just talking about. I found a nice apartment, but she it's far, and it's far. just like. I, one, don't want to always have to go to people's places because that's what I'm doing now. And two, I want people to be willing to come over often. So living for is definitely a factor. And to give her credit, she do come out. But I always yeah. feel bad because, like, you know, my family, we yeah. be there for late. And yeah. I still think about she still got over an hour drive to go back home. Right. And that's... Back to East Bumble. <laughs> yes. Um, Teddy Renee said family. Oh, um, <laughs> I am Angelica S which stands for Esquire, um, them asking me, where is my boyfriend? And she's saying it's in, he's invisible. Um, Grayscale said the people. Um, Delilah Shantae said, when someone asks, when you going to give your mom some more grandbabies, some, or sometimes drama arising from certain family members that have bad vibes. Um, Lori Starr said, Reese Peace not being there because she doesn't live in the same state as her family anymore. Um, Cowgirl, one nine. 114 said, leaving my house. It's Alex thing said, nosy relatives. Joyful Life said, the time in between the gathering, since I'm not in the same city as they are. They are the Mika Shay said, the fakeness of it all. For some of y'all, <laughs> I don't know the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> For some of these answers. And then, then X08 said 44, which I'm assuming they meant, like, the president, like, discussing the president. I thought that was a spam account. That's what I was going to say. Why it might have been. It? I have Let no idea. Let me click on there. Oh, yeah, it's probably a freaking scam. That you looked right. like spam. You right. You yeah. shouldn't even <laughs> shouldn't is. even shout it out. <laughs> spam. I, I ain't click on the page. You know, these spots. <laughs> that was spam. I be getting rid of some of them, and then they find they ways around. I knew that was spam. I, I done blocked no so sense. many words, that and then they no... love like this. is always a different word. I just feel like that didn't make no sense with the answer. That's what I was like. They gotta be spam. I tried to make him. Make, I'm you like, know. what? Spam. <laughs> so, uh, what's your least favorite part? I don't really have one. I guess it'll be like maybe cleaning up. Yeah, that I, was mine. I like being around my family. I mm-hmm. like family gatherings, but I also know that. I'm very grateful that I don't really have drama. We mm-hmm. actually like being around each other. And I know that's not everyone's yeah. dynamic. Yeah. I would say cleaning up because I feel like that's most common for family gatherings. But sometimes also like setting up. Like for Juneteenth, I feel like I was running around and sometimes that's exhausting. And then when it's actually started, it's like, <sighs> okay, now you got to entertain everybody. Sometimes that can be tiring. So, yeah, I would say probably those two but. I think cleaning up is more common for, like, family gatherings because usually everybody kind of contributes to, like, the setup and stuff. But, um... This episode is sponsored by Smartass and Sass. If you love to laugh, have a sarcastic sense of humor, and have the mouth of a sailor, you're in a safe space. Welcome to the brand that says exactly what you're thinking so your mouth won't have to. They're all about three main things, shopping small, snark, sass, and sarcasm, and a variety of products. They focus on championing awesome products made by artists and small businesses and paying fair prices for items. They also design a few of their own snarky goods in-house. SNS is a monthly subscription box filled with snark, sarcasm, and sass. 
Each box contains eight to nine handcrafted items saturated with pure snark and sass at a $90 or more value per box. You can choose from three different subscription sizes, shirt only, box only, or box and shirt. Subscribe or shop at smartassandsass.com with code NAUGHTY in all caps for 25% off your first box. So today, we took a quiz. Uh, let me see, what's this quiz called? The Erotic, Erotic Blueprint. Blueprint. So like, this was created by um, a sexologist. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. J-A-I-Y-A. J-A-I-Y-A. Jaya? Yeah. I'm terrible with names. <clears throat> so hopefully we're pronouncing it right. Mm-hmm. She's an um, internationally recognized award-winning sex co- sexologist. So the erotic blueprints is kind of like your five love languages, but for like sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so we took the quiz. And so um, I feel like before we do our results, I'll just read what they are. So we have energetic, someone who is turned on by um, anticipation and yearning. Could also even be turned off by too much physical intimacy too quick. Then you have sensual. Someone who is turned on by having all their senses ignited. Um, they have examples like flowers, chocolate, great smelling candles. They also really like a lot of physical closeness and intimacy. They have a, tendis- a ten- uh, tendency to get analytical and stuck in their heads. Then you have sexual. Um, nudity, they're very forward, may need a feeling of extreme certainty about sex happening, and may plow over other blueprints. Then we have Kiki. People who are turned on by taboo may include BDSM, but this blueprint is much more wide-ranging and can include anything that feels taboo to that person. May, may be as much about the psychological taboo as the physical sensation. And then last is the shapeshifter, turned on by and can play in all of the blueprints. Um, they said that this blueprint can also involve that sort of nice guy syndrome. And they and it also talks about how the shapeshifter could be a good goal for everyone because you can mm. kind of ebb and flow. Interesting. So again, the way the quiz work is similar to the... Um, Five the five love languages mm-hmm. because you're not just one. It kind of gives you percentages mm-hmm. of yours. Right. So, um, my top erotic blueprint is sensual. So, <clears throat> and I'll read that one. I'll read the top one. Mm-hmm. So, it says, you bring artistry and romance to sex. You have a hard time getting out of your head and into your body. You need to relax in order to have sex. It's something... If something is off, you can lose your turn on. Um, if everything is in order and right, it's ecstasy. Um, this was very accurate for me. Mm-hmm. I am definitely in my head a lot, and I could be easily turned off, like even mid moment. Uh-huh. Something small, or me being in my head could just ruin it. Mm-hmm. And if my, if I'm in my head, there's no way I'm having an orgasm. That's just not. But. Um, that was my highest, 24% energetic, 20% shapeshifter, 16% kinky, and 12% sexual. So that is my blueprint. Um, so mine is 27% kinky. Um, and it says, 
as a kinky type, you're turned on by whatever is taboo, quote-unquote, for you. That could be sex out of missionary style, or it could be whips and chains. You may prefer psychological kink or sensation-based kink, or maybe love it all. The world of kink is vast, and you're fed by creative creativity in your intimacy. Um, as a kink, shame or getting caught in the rut of only being turned on by one taboo desire may be your challenge. So yeah, it was 27% kinky, then shapeshifter and sensual were at the same level, and energetic and sexual were at the same, they were at 16.7%, um, and shapeshifter and sensual were about 20%, so that was my, I thought it was interesting that I had so many things like at the same percentage, but yeah. Do you think your results are, well, accurate? You already said because you feel like you get caught in your head. I think it's very accurate. Like, I'm a person who, I mean, I enjoy sex, but it has to be the right, I really have to be in the right mood. Mm -hmm. And for me, obviously we know orgasm and getting an orgasm is not just a physical sensation. Mm -hmm. It's mental. Mm-hmm. For me, it's heavy on the mental. Mm-hmm. Like, it can feel good, but if my mind is not in the right space, I'm not going to finish. Right. Yeah. And for me, I like to finish. <laughs> if I don't, I got an attitude. Real? Okay. See, I'm okay with not finishing every time. I'm not. No. Because it's like, it could still be a good experience. Mm. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, but if it's it's kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like I want the climax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like without it, I didn't have a terrible time, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's like, I just feel unfinished. I don't feel <laughs> like it's done. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I want to reach climax. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in my head, it makes it difficult. So, yeah, I think for me, with a partner... Um, I think this is interesting, and I think it's something you should talk about with whoever you're being intimate with. Right. If you care enough about the person, because if it's like, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you care enough. Yeah. Because I think it'd be interesting to see how each other's respond, um, and to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you're dating someone who's a little bit different, mm-hmm. where they don't need, they don't have to have the mood set, they're ready to roll at any point in time, mm-hmm. that can cause a thing. That's right. currently my life. No, just like, I mean, kind of. It doesn't mean you can't work with it, but you like, you talk about it mm-hmm. so that it makes sense. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I feel like that's more of how I am. I don't, it's like having a romantic setting nice, sure, but I don't need it that frequently for sex to happen because it's going to happen regardless. <laughs> I need to be petted. I need to be warmed up. <laughs> if if I don't need to be warmed up and I, maybe I got myself warmed up, right? Yeah. then you got two seconds to take advantage of that moment. Gotcha. Maybe not two, but you got a couple minutes. Yeah, not long. Away. Got you. Okay. <laughs> but I gotta be warmed up. I like foreplay. Foreplay is big for me. Me too, yeah. I need to be... And foreplay can be a lot of things for yes. me. Yes, yeah, yeah. A foot rub. Right. Yeah. It could be just converse, really good stimulating conversation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd be kidding, kissing and petting, but it could be other things, too. But, like, it's very hard for me to just boom. Mm-hmm. It's like she needs a moment to awaken. 
Awaken the beast. Why don't we call her a beast? A what? A sexy beast. Mm. She's sensitive. I don't feel like she liked that. Try okay. another word. Uh, What's another one? Uh, I don't know. She's feeling resentful that you called her a beast. Oh my god. I'm speaking for her. She has feelings. <laughs> she has feelings. What, what would be a better... What words do she, does she like? I don't know. Oh, I gotta figure okay. that out. Alright. Amuse? No? Okay. You wouldn't call her amused. Amuse. Like, amuse. amuse. Oh, M-U-S-E. Yes. I thought you said amused. I'm like, what? No, that's why a you, weird Why would you call her that? <laughs> She's offended by that, too. No, amuse. Amuse. Hmm. No, not that. I don't, I think she's thinking on it. I don't think that's sticking either, but okay. we'll keep thinking. She ain't like beast, though. I'm fine with beast. Okay. Well, you and your beast are coolio. <laughs> Do you have a pet name for your no. vagine? No. I don't. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> She's not willing to share. No one. I do give her her own pronouns, so that's why she her she is a different person for me, even though we're the same. Mm-hmm. So that's already well, you weird. gotta work for her to work. Correct. Right. So we work together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I used to call her Sunshine. Okay. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Cause she brings sunshine to who's ever down there, basically. <laughs> you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> So so, what's her nickname now? She don't have one. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe maybe she wants one. I don't know. I have to. We'll have a one on one later. <laughs> right now, I'm not. That's right now, I'm not hearing anything distinctly from her. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, have a conversation. But maybe she's shy. See, <laughs> see if it comes to you. And see if she wants a pet name. Mm. I know men. Maybe she just wants to be pet. I'm sorry. Go ahead. She said, "Don't be vulgar." <laughs> She said, don't be vulgar. There's no need to be vulgar. I feel like we had innuendos through that whole little soliloquy. She said, don't be vulgar, all right? Okay? Okay. What was you going to say about men and their Johnsons? I was going to say that it's more, I've heard from men, like they, it's more common that men have had names, but mm-hmm. that was when we were like younger. I don't know if grown men still have names for their junk i think i know more commonly that men women have nicknames for their boobs oh yeah i used to call them pebbles and bam bam right yeah but again i've grown out of that (laughs) their breasts (laughs) they don't have a name they just are what they are gotcha anyway oh i lost my train of thought i had a question oh oh Oh, what I was going to say is the one thing I think people mess up with the love languages Mm -hmm. that I can see that relate here is that what yours is yours and what your partner is your partner. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people don't realize you need to know theirs for that to love them in that language. Right. Which means you would have to um, be open to changing or adjusting some of your behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think people get that. Because you can't give and receive the same way. The way that you receive it should not be by default the way that you give it. Because it may not match up. So I've heard people say, well, yeah, you know, I love words of affirmation, so I'm going to always do that for you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, but if that's not their 
top love language, right. you, you can be missing the mark. Right. Yeah. And while you think you're doing something and you're affirming or whatever, that's not how they receive it. Mm-hmm. So they can still be feeling like there's a disconnect in that relationship. Right. Do you know what I mean? And you could be feeling like you're doing everything, everything you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And it's like you're doing nice things and mm-hmm. there's not, and I'm sure the person don't hate it, right. but it's not speaking to them because it's not in the way that they receive it. Right. You and could I think, be buying her designer bags and she like, she going to take them, don't get me Right. Wrong. And she'll say thank you because right. it is a nice gesture, but she wants more of your time mm-hmm. or she wants your acts, acts of service. She wants, she likes when people do things for her, yeah. take out the trash or help her with her home or whatever, whatever, just yeah. whatever examples. And I feel like sometimes when we look at when you do these sort of quizzes, mm-hmm. people can be... Like, it's one, it's interesting to, to see the things about yourself, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's true. I, I don't know if that's true, whatever. But I think we take that and be like, well, this is just how I am, mm-hmm. right? And it's like... But if you're dealing with someone, I feel like the purpose of these quizzes should help you get to know your partner mm-hmm. and so y'all can find common ground. Yeah. It's not all your way. It's not all their way. Right. But you kind of have to find and communicate and meet in the middle Mm -hmm. so that both partners can be pleased. Agreed. Yeah. And to me, I feel like when you do stuff like this with a person, the whole point is to talk about it, Mm -hmm. how you differ and how you can meet each other in ways you need to be met. Right. That's like um, Sharice and I were talking about. This is this article of this woman. She started dating this guy last year. And she jokingly on one of their first dates talked about a contract that they would sign if they continued to date. And he's in like pre-law and so he kind of went along with it. And so she literally drafted up a contract. And initially I'm like, girl. But when you start reading it, a lot of the things in their contract are things that most of us agree to. It's just not written down. So like hers was like, you pay for every date. However you're not paying for every meal because that's not realistic. So she's like, in times where it's like, we just getting food and it's not a date and we're just out, she's like, I'm going to contribute because it's not feasible to expect that of you at all times. I was like, okay. I mean, that's fair to me. A lot of people want their man to pay for their dates, but I think it's fair for her to be like, I'm paying for my I'm paying when we go to Chili's. <laughs> and you right. pay when we go to Top <laughs> That's how I took that. Um, and then, like, it was other things, like, she wants one romantic gesture every two weeks. But I'm like, that could just be getting her flowers. Or, like, it don't got to be nothing, like, big and extravagant. It depends on what she defines as a romantic gesture. I, she didn't get into that detail of what a romantic gesture is. I'm assuming that they did. But it was just a lot of, like, things that it seemed like she may have dealt with in the past. And she wanted to make sure she didn't continue to deal with it. Like... She said there is no ever going to be a silent treatment. They don't do that. And I think, I'm like, okay, maybe she had that before and she don't like it. It was something in the li- along the lines of, like, um, you don't get to decide who my friends are. You can definitely communicate if you feel like they're exhibiting toxic behavior, but there is no cutting me off from my family or friends. So it just seemed Fair. like she had traumatic situations And she before. wants to be very clear yep. with who she's dating to mm-hmm. put it out there. Right. These are my expectations. Yeah. And, like, after reading parts of it, I'm like, this don't seem bad. Like I said, most of it is, like, what people regularly agree to. I think it's just when people think about a contract, they, they make like, it so... Ugh. I feel like people yeah. get out, why ain't making it all, like, formal or right. whatever? Like, right, uh, right. Whereas, like, we agree to these terms anyways. It don't got to be written but down. But I think sometimes when you write things down... It holds you a little bit more accountable. Not just that, but sometimes you didn't even realize what's important to you. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you really... 
like sometimes you know those exercises like write down you know what would you look for in an apartment or write down your top mm-hmm. three you know um uh deal breakers sometimes when you really have to write it down and you really think about it i know mm-hmm. when i've done sometimes exercise like that i surprised myself mm-hmm. by what i felt what I thought in my mind was important, but really, like, listing everything out or writing things out, I'm like, actually, that's not as important as this. Yeah. So, I actually feel like couples, especially those who are interested in, like, Mm long-term partnership and or marriage, should think about love contracts or, you know, reading, going through those sort of writing exercises and stuff Mm -hmm. with each other. And including, like, love languages. Right. Tests like this, so that it's clear, like... It's I am clear telling who you. I am, right? And clear of how my needs are being met, and mm-hmm. how, in my mind, how they can be met, and the same for them. Because I can't tell you how many times when I was dating people, I've like scrolled back to the screenshot of their love languages, and it's like because I'm it's, like it's I gotta like, go reference it real. Quick. So should we? Should we? <laughs> I, now I'm thinking like, should we have? You know how, like, in college, sometimes in college or other tests, you have, like, one page of notes. You have, like, an index card of notes. Mm -hmm. It's like you need, like, a laminated bay study guide. (laughs) Low-key. Where it's kind of, (laughs) like, until you remember. Because when you just start to get to someone. Yes. You know, and you're in the first six months of that, Mm -hmm. you don't always remember everything. Mm -hmm. And, heck, even if you've been married for a long time, I mean, I'm sure you can forget things. Or you're with someone for a long time. If you took the love language test when y'all first started dating, you've been together 20 years. And it does change. And I think that's a good thing, too, to remember to retake retake these things. Or just have conversations about how things have changed. as you get older, certain life experiences, Mm -hmm. your love languages... Um, or needs. like your erotic blueprint or just communication, things could change. So yeah. it's always good to revisit. Yeah. But it makes me feel like like a base study guide. Low key. I'm going to trade my Somebody dad. need to come up with TM, 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 <laughs> so you don't steal it. So you don't steal it. TM. Come on Where it's like this pre-populated mm-hmm. form. It's almost like astrology. Like you could have an app where all of these things are like pre-populated. You could have a profile and then you connect with one another so they can refer back to like, to okay, this is their top love language. This is blah, blah. Triggers. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Because like, I can definitely say like, especially after if you're dealing with a person for a long time, you can sometimes forget like, oh yeah, they went through this. So like, this thing may be a trigger. You can forget and like, unintentionally triggered them. Right, it's not intentional. Right. And so, shoot, I got a bad memory. (laughs) And sometimes I do be forgetting stuff and I feel bad. And on my base study guide, Mm -hmm. I need like all the special dates. Um, Sydney's good at I am not. (laughs) I'll be like, ooh, remember what today is? We did on this day five years ago. (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm really not good with dates. And so like, don't get me wrong, I don't forget the time of year it is. Right. But when you drill down to the date, <laughs> it gets foggy. I'm like, I think it's the 20th or the 18th. Right. It's yeah. like, I know it's that month. <laughs> so on my base study guide, I will also need memorable okay. date sections so I can remember. Yeah. Like, I've honestly got to the point now, for some friends' birthdays, is ingrained. Mm-hmm. For some... I've had to put it on my calendar. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I just started doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely put people's birthdays on my calendar. I haven't. I've I had to go back and delete some. Rem- I'm like, I don't well, care yeah, to we remember. don't care about that. <laughs> but 
but I've had to recently, now I'm like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. I can put that on the calendar. Yeah. There's a handful, like, I'll never forget, period. Mm-hmm. But for some, I'm like, let me put that on the calendar. Because mm-hmm. I'll be, every year, I'm like, again, I'm like, I know it's this month. Mm-hmm. And now people want to be slick and taking stuff off their Facebook. <laughs> and then I ain't got nothing to reference. <laughs> right. Yeah, I cause more cause I've did that a long time ago, but more and more people are starting. More to do people that. taking your birthday off, <laughs> trying to catch us in these streets, <laughs> trying to catch us in these streets, and for some of y'all it works because I don't be knowing when, and then I gotta either scroll if I care enough to scroll because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, well, hey, I don't know, right? Or I'll ask somebody, yeah. But if I care enough, I'll scroll to see, when? especially if you don't. Post a lot because mm-hmm. it's easy to find. If you post a lot, forget it. Right. It's yeah. just not gonna work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But y'all gotta stop that. For some people, I need that. <laughs> so now I gotta like remember. So yeah, on my base study guide, mm-hmm. I need memorable dates. Mm-hmm. Their triggers. It's almost like a period tracker, but for like a relationship. Yes, <laughs> love languages. Erotic blueprint. Mm-hmm. If you want to dribble down to like small things, you could add favorite colors, favorite food, apology language, things like yes, that. Yes, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just have your little base study guide yep. that help you when you're in trouble, <laughs> so you can fix it. <laughs> like oh oh oh, let me go back. Let me see. Okay, favorite flower. Order two dozen. And you go back and be like, mm, I triggered her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a really great thing. We're on to something, y'all. <laughs> you heard it here first. The Bay Study Guide. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep people together. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be together. Right. Because sometimes that don't matter. Because that's like, do you have CoStar, the astrology app? I don't. I remember, I always use yours. Oh, yeah. I love it so much because, like, I have, I'm connected with, like, friends and stuff. And I really like that certain days where it's like, you need this. And this person has it. And it'll be like, you should do this with this person. I'm like, I love this. And sometimes I'll screenshot it. Like, I do this to Maurice all the time. Maybe like, try something new with Maurice. And so I'll be like, okay, so this weekend, because that's how I got him to go to the Sunflower Festival with me. And say, try something new. I said, well, you come with me this weekend. And it's like, it's a fun thing to like, add to friendships and relationships and stuff like that. So I really like that it like, it finds what friend is good for, like, what you need at certain times. So then our base study apps, base study guy app will also have maybe a partnership with CoStar. Yeah. Like, you can link it. <laughs> right. Look at this. <laughs> partnership. Money. <laughs> Money. <Right>. Bags. <laughs> hmm. Right. So, uh, have you ever... <gasps> and then we could do a bay dating app uh, yeah, based absolutely. off of the study guide where it's like these you, are your you gotta put your love matches. languages you gotta put in your erotic blueprint mm-hmm. your triggers some mm-hmm. other information <sighs> so that and it's nice because it's like not only am i physically attracted to this person but we i know that we right. match in these other ways right right that tm we- tm 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 <laughs> y'all go steal this okay <laughs> tm <laughs> But what I was going to ask is, have you ever interacted with somewhere where you feel like y'all sexual nature did not match at all? Like, and you couldn't figure out a way to, like, sync it up? No. I feel like I have. But I also feel like... They called me a whore. 
in a fun way or they meant no so he was actually very upset he we had been on a couple of dates and he wanted to have sex and i kept telling him that i wasn't feeling him like that okay and that if we had sex it would literally just be sex for me i I warned this man so many times that i'm like i do not like you like that do I enjoy going on dates? Yes, but I'm not, the feeling not there for me yet. And okay. I'm like, I can tell that you into me more than I'm into you. And okay. And you know. He kept bringing up sex, so we had sex. It was cool. And then he, like, wanted to fall into a relationship. I was like, I told you that I'm not there. And so he called me a whore for having sex with him, even though I told him in advance that I wasn't there with him. So, yeah, I felt like we just didn't match sexually because he viewed sex as like a higher level than i did which is okay like it's nothing wrong with that but that's weird because where's his accountability because if right he views sex in a clearly different way mm-hmm. after hearing you say that he should have ideally just stopped dating you right exactly and like could i have stopped dating him yeah i could have i could not have even continued right. i could have but i was like i told you what it was gonna be and he was not okay with that. And called you a whore. Called me a whore at dinner. And, and I, dinner. I picked his behind. Because <laughs> his car wasn't working that day. Yeah, I hope he walked home. <laughs> no, I, t- I did take him home. I take him. Well, yeah, well I call actually, me a whore and I would take you home. Whore, and I told the waitress, I said, pack my food to go. And he was like, well, I'm going to eat mine here. And I sat there with my box and he ate his food. Oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> If you think I'm taking you home, she gonna pack your stuff up too. And if you want to sit here, you'll be Ubering home. Well, see, I think because I think that was before Uber was like really. Popular. Then you'll be calling. That, that never popped in my head as a thought. Well, my th- then you'll be calling a taxi. Because again, when you say I'm ready to go, mm-hmm. if you need a ride, then you ready to go. <laughs> You need to get a box. Correct. Because he, sure, he ate his food and I sat there with my box. No, <laughs> no, ma'am. It would have been, if you want to ride home, she going to pack your food up. If you want to sit here and eat, this whore is going home. Okay? I would have got my food and would say, you want to call one of your friends and to come pick you up. Like, it was raining really bad that day. So You're I, I a nice one. You're a nice one. I took him home. Yeah. You're a nice one. <laughs> My whole thing is, if I was going to take you for we, I'm not going to sit here and watch you eat. You don't get a box, and I'm dropping you at home. Okay, you're going to say, well, I'm sitting here eating. Well, then, your hungry ass need to find a way home. Because I ain't sitting here watching you eat, and they're going to turn around and take you home. Tripping. Straight tripping. Never. And I wasn't even being a whore. Like No, you weren't. Well, when you said whore, and at first I was like, like, dirty talk whore? No. Because I'm like, what No, he was just in his feelings because I wasn't feeling him. Okay. okay. So, yeah, have you ever, you you said you know, you don't feel like you've ever not been able to figure out a way to be on the same sexual page. No, I feel like when I first began having sex, I don't feel like I knew myself enough to even know how to even articulate if I wasn't feeling something or I felt like things were off. Mm-hmm. For me and who I've been with sexually, I feel like it's been it's been good. Yeah. And if something wasn't working for me, I was able to communicate. We were able to communicate and like fix it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had that experience. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had many. I think that one stands out to me. Well, for sure, 
for sure. Yeah, but I, I just really think like as much as sex is enjoyment, is very much about communication and like, cause um, I think a lot of times people just like to blame the other for being bad, but it's like what's good to you may not have been what was good to their last person. And so I it's always, always about communication. That. I always say that. Because yeah. I'm like, you say the sex was bad and they had no idea what you even liked. Right, exactly. And they could have been with a partner mm-hmm. who all the stuff you like, they didn't like. Right. How would they know to do that to you? Exactly, yeah. All of us have different um, uh, different turn-ons, different turn-offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you bring in your king factor. People have certain kinks. People have none. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to talk about it. Yeah, that's why I, I most of the time when somebody say sex was bad, when somebody I question like what I, was bad. But I always say that I'll say, well, what was bad? Did you tell them? Right. And in most cases, when I've had conversation, they're like, no. And I'm like, so then, especially the first time, because people be nervous. Well, I feel and... like the first time never counts. Yeah. I don't <laughs> even think you should have high. Even if you're, even if y'all both super attracted to each other, mm-hmm. and there's like lots of energy and chemistry. I still don't think you should have I'm high. Like, expect- that might make it harder. I think so too. <laughs> I still don't think you should have high expectations. Yeah. You should uh, assume the first time going to be trash, <laughs> and it may not be because then if it's not great, yeah, but if it's yeah. trash, you're like, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I feel like you shouldn't even go into it with high expectations because mm-hmm. you just, I mean. But see, with our act. You'll know. You'll know at more least a about, foundation yeah. level of language, mm-hmm. a foundation of what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See that? <laughs> Millionaires. <laughs> Millionaires. So, yeah, I, I just, I think a lot of times, and like you said earlier, preferences change based on who you is. You may discover things that you like that you didn't like before, and so, like, I do think it's good to, like, retake some of these tests after, like, a couple of years. Or, like, even, like, when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, your results oh, oh, I'm so sorry. could be very different. So I think it's good to, like, just continue to be honest with yourself and revisit some of the things that you, you know, tell people. You know we put in the app? Check-ins. Ooh, that's good. Because I think when you're like, in a relationship... Yeah. Is Mercury in retrograde this night? That'd um, be a good time to or take when you're, if you're interested in one person and y'all kicking it, I think check-ins are cool. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be long and lengthy. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a, how you feel about us? Mm-hmm. You good? Is there anything you need that I'm not giving you? Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. And I think those should be a part of uh, a couple's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because things do change. And yeah. depending on what's going on in your life, you know, things would be hard for yourself. And you're like, right now, I'm not really feeling that sexual. It's not mm-hmm. you. It's just me. Or right now, I need more space. Or right now, I want more time with you. Whatever. The, whatever is going on, mm-hmm. I think you should have check-ins. I mean, um, and you can even do that with friends, right? Absolutely. Because life is life. And things yeah. change. And things ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And having a check-in to say, well, we good. Are you? Are your expectations being met? Mm-hmm. as my friend as your expectations being met as my lover as my partner whatever mm-hmm. all good conversations that should be had um, if you care and you want to continue to like nurture the relationship mm-hmm. um, I think the more you talk the more you can catch things before they snowball into these epic fights or before y'all like really hurting each other right. and again that's where friendship 
or if you're in a romantic space. Mm-hmm. Don't let it snowball. Right, yeah. And if you're checking in, you can nip stuff in the bud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I before hate it builds. people start talking trash about somebody that they were with, and it's like... You loved mm-hmm. it. Right. You loved that little dick. Because women, women... That's literally what ladies. I was thinking about. Because it's like, but you was with him for five months. We got to stop that, And you that, said ladies. you was loving it. So and I'm confused. Sometimes longer. Right. Ladies, we gotta stop that. So it's like, mm, it might be little, they, but it was doing what it needed to do. And then if it wasn't, you yeah. dumb as hell for not working with your partner to make it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Their positions, there's so many other things. Yeah. So if you were going that long without mm-hmm. getting your knees met, you're dumb. <laughs> and then yeah. if your knees were met, and then unfortunately you hurt your feelings, and now you sit up here, you still make yourself look dumb. <laughs> Because right. you was okay with them four inches before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to just say it ain't work out. Or just say he's a jerk. You don't have yeah. to say nothing else about it. Yeah. And true. sometimes, we don't have to rag our exes. It could be, it didn't mm-hmm. work out. Even though I they really deserve. I really don't like when they rag them physically. Rip their character to shreds. Yeah. But the physical stuff, I don't you like liked that. It. Right. You was you was attracted to them, so stop it. You kissed my rose, <laughs> and now I'm a telly tubby? Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. So I really don't like when the when the shots come from. You was how loving my tinky winky behind, and now and now you ain't with it. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so yeah, I really don't like when the shots come for the physicalities, like. Go for their character all that, because that's probably why you broke up. But the physical stuff, don't do that. I don't. I, I really don't like when people do that. <laughs> you got into that telly tubby like real good. Now I'm tinky winky. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I he was loving it all before. Not loving it all before. Okay. Mm-mm. Is there anything else with the, our results? No, I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah. I think um, we could put the... I'll put the link in the description. Put the link in the description. Yeah. It's not a long quiz. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's like just something you can just know for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a relationship, it's a date night conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think even discussing like each question could be good. Because like, it was some of the things like, where when are you most uncomfortable? I think those are good conversations to have. So it could even be like a conversation piece while taking the quiz to like understand each other a little bit more. So we'll we'll put the link in the description so you guys can take it and see what your blueprint is. Uh, yeah, but I think that's all we have for today. Um, keep up with us on social media, of course. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all of the platforms email us we as y'all know we love to hear y'all feedback one but two if y'all have any topics suggestions anything else good girls behaving badly at gmail.com and as always this is good girls behaving badly bring you the good and the bad of every 